Welcome to Dawn of a New Era, a business and marketing podcast with a difference, ranking in the top 5% globally for people who want to start, scale, and grow their own business. Dawn McGrewer shares tips to improve marketing, motivation, and mindset, as well as her own real-life challenges and experiences as an entrepreneur. Guests include some of the world's most inspiring leaders too. So if you are an aspiring, established, or serial entrepreneur, this is your go-to podcast to fast-track results and rise to meet today's challenges and master the art of online influence and business success and avoid common pitfalls along the way. Never miss an episode and subscribe and listen at dawnmcgrewer.com. So welcome everyone to this week's episode of Dawn of a New Era and we've got special guest Claire Winter with us. Now I'm going to give Claire a little intro and I'm sure she can share more about herself but Claire is a trainer, coach and host of Cracking Content podcast so fellow podcaster too. Um, I've also appeared on Claire's podcast and we are passionate about one thing which is content. So as you know guys online marketing is definitely my number one thing but Claire is all about creating cracking content as her podcast says. Now she's been named one of the top 20 marketing podcasts in the UK which is pretty epic and she's passionate about helping coaches and creative entrepreneurs to amplify their expertise through storytelling content and PR so that they can get more sales and make a bigger impact so we do definitely share a, a commonality Claire is also um, part of our new program launching the power circle program so Claire is definitely the number one in terms of content in my eyes and I'm sure once you hear some of the tips on today's podcast you will agree she um, is also trained in NC journalist oh she's a journalist and started her career in ITN in radio and television so you've kind of done it all Claire is, is there anything left to do <laughs> I've got to write a book which I know you've done so that's definitely on the list so yes I'll just warn you during the book process you need to be fairly stocked with a little bit of fizz and wine to get you through the process because I have to say writing 400 pages doing checklists and activities uh, was definitely a, a toll on the old mind at the end of it but it it was a relief when it when it got out there to the public. Mm, so Claire, tell us a little bit about obviously your background in terms of obviously the content. We know obviously some of your key accolades, but what is something that we need to know in terms of the content side for you? Um, well, as you yeah, as you so kindly shared, I was a journalist. I've been one for 20 years. I still write a bit of national content uh, for Families Magazine, which I used to be the editor of one of their editions. So I've kind of been a content creator since I began in journalism. And what I love now is obviously the entrepreneurs, um, which we both can count ourselves in that category, is that we're all broadcasters. And I think it's a, just a really, really exciting time to be alive in terms of the amount of content we can create uh, for our businesses, whether you have a team or you're a solopreneur. Um, I, think, I think the thing is the, the amount of mediums I mean, we've got podcasts, we've got social media, we've got email, website. I mean, the digital landscape just means that the opportunities are vast. But I guess also on the other side, probably one of the biggest challenges. Would you agree? Yeah. And I think a big thing I hear from people that even if they are stepping into having a team, it's like, how do I share my brand voice, my vision, my content? How do I, you know, more people sharing it? How do I how do I don't dilute it, I guess, is 
one way of looking at it. And also it's like, where do I concentrate? Because obviously if you are just, you know, you're trying to promote yourself um, when you first start out in business, where do I show up? How do I show up? You know, what platform do I choose? Because obviously you can't be everywhere. Mm. This is exactly what I was talking about today. I did a live all about the harsh truths of social media. And I think a lot Mm. of people will find... It may be refreshing, but also maybe think I'm a bit crazy because the world of digital is so central to me that I'm actually saying to people, you, you can't be everywhere. You know, realistically, you need to pick one platform as a priority and, and you need to be able to show up authentically, but also in a in a way that you're loving it rather than thinking that, you know, socials a drain. Because one thing I hear from clients a lot is that the sheer volume of content they think they need to create is the bit that they procrastinate over. So what would be your biggest tip in terms of like chunking it down and, and, and thinking about how to create your content in a more dynamic and exciting way? Yeah, I think it is blocking out time. It's, you know, it is literally dedicating time as you would to any other part of your business. I think people kind of sometimes stick their finger in the air and go, right, what should I talk about today on social media, which is lovely if you've got time, but it's yeah. also not it's not being intentional with your content. And I think having a plan and deciding on what core bits of content, i.e. podcast, video or blog that you concentrate on, and then you use social media to amplify it rather than I think some people start with posting every day and they don't think about how to drive traffic organically back to their website. Whereas for me, I'd be like, you know, blogging is a great place to start because you can, you know, boost your organic SEO and and use social media to drive traffic to it. See, this is what I love. And this is really why we get on, because one thing that um, we talk a lot about is SEO. And again, the fact that you are creating content to be visible, because I think when people think about SEO, it's always been this gray area, hasn't it? And I think, obviously, when people kind of think about the technical and the algorithm, it's quite simple in terms of actually when you're you're writing, you're appealing to what people are searching for. And I think this is where people miss out because you can create, create great content, but if no one's reading it or seeing it, it's as much use as a chocolate fire guard. So... <laughs> in terms of obviously writing with SEO in mind have you got any tips for people that kind of brings it a bit more down to layman terms yeah definitely use Google I mean literally type in what you're writing about and use the search terms Um, as you scroll down it will say other people have searched on these terms it literally and obviously you've got the keyword planner as well but often I don't even go that far with clients so they don't want to get into the technicalities of it if you're writing about the sort of key pain points of your customers whatever they may be and then you've brainstormed titles around that what are they going to type into Google really importantly what are they going to say to Siri or Alexa because people use voice search I don't know there's a certain generation i.e anyone sort of under probably 25 they don't type anything do they so voice search everything see I think this is so true because I think we get bogged down in a bit of the detail and you're very pragmatic in the way that you you approach marketing as am I but I'm very much in seeing is doing and I like to be in it and I think the thing is is there's no better way than actually going to Google I think what I see a lot is that clients especially in corporate brands etc are creating content because it's what they want to create rather than actually thinking is there a demand for this content so when people go I'm churning out content but I'm not getting anybody there it's either they're not in Google or no one blooming well wants it. So how do people or how do you um, get your clients to kind of look at, well, what is the best thing to write? Is there uh, any tips you can yeah, give? I mean, I definitely think that age old, you know, go back to your audience. If you're not sure, you know, do a competition with a survey, 
Um, and again, the same for corporates. I mean, I don't work with so many of those, but definitely I think, you know, what people need right now is not what they needed 18 months ago. It's like, you know, use social media as a listening tool as well. I think this is a bit that people forget that you need to see what's trending and and listen and also create conversations. We don't just broadcast. We don't just mm. post and ghost. You just, you've got to have engage and, and create conversations with people and say you know what are you looking for help with right now what what you know how has your view of the world changed and I think that's something that we can use social media and email really successfully for so yeah I am very pragmatic and keep it simple you know for me it always comes back to storytelling you know if you think about the the people that are well known for what they do Simon Sinek start with why Brené Brown's vulnerability all of those things you you know you need to be known for that thing. You don't want to be known for millions of things. You want to be known for something very specific. And I think if you're highly creative, it's very hard not to kind of diversify it off. And obviously you can, but you still want to come back to the storytelling, the kind of the key bits that you want people to remember. And I and the other thing that people often say, and I don't know if you get this, they're like, I'm repeating myself. I can't say this thing again. And I'm like, yeah. you can, <laughs> because yeah, then you need to remember it. <laughs> Well, this is it to stand out from the crowd and to be memorable. You know, repetition is really important because the one way that you put a message across might resonate with one person. The next, you know, terminology or storytelling that you, you give really resonates with someone else. And it's all about timing as well, because someone might scoop past your content in social media one day and then the next day you've written something and it really appeals to them. So I have people in my audience who've been there for 20 years. And maybe it takes 15 years to come and do something because it's not relevant to them beforehand. Mm. I like what you said about the question side of things, because um, when you're looking at designing content, one of the things we do, and this could be helpful for others, is our team feedback FAQs. So frequently asked questions by clients, customers, either on the phone, email or on social. And we use them as the question to create the content so we can answer them, but also what a perfect resource for the team. So when someone asks it, we've got a nice juicy piece of content and it means it's constantly getting traffic. So where do you see, I mean, I think for everyone, this is like the, the big bit that the quarter end, right? Everyone's kind of now thinking about Christmas. Today, I saw a Christmas advert. Yeah, I'm in coming. <laughs> I mean, what on earth, right? So we've got Christmas coming. Everyone's now kind of focusing on the end of the year. But the bit that people then forget about is the bit in January I always get my clients to start planning now for what they're mm. doing the first quarter so they don't go back to work wanting to run away um, and they feel that they've kind of got things prepped what advice would you give for kind of planning out some of the content yeah I mean obviously um, with the journalistic background we've done all our Christmas content you know for anyone you know the other piece of work I do is helping people pitch to the press so obviously if you want to be in a glossy magazine you'll have been pitching your Christmas stories you know from July onwards so um, I think looking at the year editorially is a really nice way of looking at it so looking at the seasons looking at the kind of key selling points that you've got in the year if you're a product-based business and you know really um, thinking about launches and what you've got what you've got coming up so sort of setting those business and content goals so if you're launching something in January how how you know how much do you need to grow your email list for example and how are you going to do that what new resource are you going to release what new content are you going to put out there you know lots of people I've noticed in this quarter have launched a podcast still a great thing to do it's one of my favorite things to do um, it's just a lovely bit of content and I love the fact that you 
record your pod podcast and also um, stream it live, which is a great idea. Yeah, so we, we started doing it because um, some people might jump in, get one tip from it. I'm not saying everyone's going to watch it all, all the time. Some people will watch it all the way through. But we also cut down the content from the podcast and, and put out mini little snippets. So people are getting little golden nuggets of wonder, whereby people want bite-sized content. People haven't got time, have they, really, to mm. be consuming the level I mean we know that with doing things like a free guide that we have to come out and, and pull some of the, the information and and you know front lead it in to people's social posts because I have all intentions of doing free guides webinars and things all the time and quite often sometimes I'll just catch a live because I've got time or mm -hmm. I'll just go and watch something on social media we have to appeal to the fact that when people are watching some of these things they could be walking they could be on a train you know so we're not always in the zone, are we, when these things come to play? So what's your kind of key platform at the moment? What are you finding you're getting really good resonation with clients on? Yeah, I still really like my Facebook group and I still really like the podcast. You know, it's getting downloads from lots of different countries and lots of people sort of engaging with it. So, yeah, I, I really like the idea, though, of, of doing some live podcasts like this. So you've definitely inspired me because my first kind of series of podcasts were based on the blogs that I'd written so I've been blogging for four years with, uh, with my current business and so this they were solo episodes and I used them as scripts and then sort of injected storytelling so I was like I was like well this is a brilliant repurpose but I really like the idea of also you know putting it out as a live show as well I think it's a great idea so yes the thing is is People like multiple mediums. And one of the things I was talking about this morning is you can't be on everything. But with live streams on StreamYard, one of the things I love is that it's multiple channels. So yeah, someone that. can be on LinkedIn, someone's on Facebook, someone's on YouTube, and they're seeing you streaming live. And with YouTube, to stream live is something that people hardly do. So I sometimes get more people kind of coming to me going, oh, I didn't even realize you had a YouTube channel or I just saw you, you streaming. Mm. And I think it pulls a different audience in. Now, one of the questions I get asked, and you probably hear this a lot, mm -hmm. is how do I get my content to attract my ideal client, but most importantly, get them to buy something? And this is something that I think people struggle with all the time. So what, what's your kind of answer to that? Well, I think it is about, like you say, people can be watching you for a long time. So it is keeping them engaged, sharing really, really useful engaging content and also ask for the sale I don't know if you find this with people that actually they don't put solid sales posts out they don't say um, they don't do a benefit-led post like you know I'm I've you know I've got space for four one-to-one -one clients next month message me to have a conversation or we've got eight places left on our mastermind whatever it is to actually physically say look this is there and give some scarcity with it as well so I think sometimes people forget they just put out nice content they give lots of advice but actually to put sales posts out regularly and get people having conversations with you get totally them. agree totally agree because I think building the relationships the first thing and then people start to get interested in what you're doing for me I love doing things like workshops and masterclasses because it's it's the greatest showcase you can have that's the nearest to face to face you know or doing events and things on stage and I think the thing is is people will say to me I, I went on that masterclass and I learned so much in the first sort of like 60 minutes or something that then their spark their interest they start to understand them well what they would get you know if they worked with you in, in a deeper capacity but for the fact that someone's shown up in that first place you've built a connection with them. And I think for me, one of the things I'm doing with content at the moment is on LinkedIn. Mm. If somebody gets in touch, I just do a voice message back. And I think yeah. people are 
feel too pressured and that it's going to be really rude if they don't reply. So I'm, I'm the world of voice messages and I do it on Facebook now. I do it on LinkedIn and I just start having chats with people. And the other day there was a lady I've not heard from for 15 years, got in touch with me. So I was talking about networking events and then she was like joining my new program. So, you know, it, it, it's just keeping in touch with people and keeping in the radar. So if we're thinking about um, our content plan and we're thinking about obviously writing, I think one of the things that people find hard is that sit down and start writing bit. Mm -hmm. Have you got any ideas to kind of inspire your creativity and to get your kind of pen to paper or... Yeah, definitely. One, go for a walk. It's been proven that that will boost your creative output by loads. So if you're stuck, go out. Another thing that um, I like doing with clients is object writing, which is something that script writers use as a tool. So you describe something with all your senses. So you could just look at a rose in your garden or pick something up and just use, you know, describe it in all the different ways that you can do. Um, and then start writing. So sometimes that just sort of kicks you into creative flow and it put, takes the pressure of got to create this converting copy and all of this stuff. So I think sometimes it is just taking a break, but also blocking time. And again, you know, imperfect action is better than none at all. So set a, pom- you know, set a timer, do the Pomodoro technique. All of those things seem to really work depending on your personality. But, you know, sometimes it is just getting pen to paper. And and I do think journaling, so, so getting all your other thoughts out on paper first can work as well. So all of those things work really well for people I work with. I like tuning into people's creativity as well, because, you know, we've all got something unique about us, an authentic voice. And to sort of to, to be heard, it is a really noisy world at the moment. And to speak with integrity and truth and and really kind of grab attention is is a great thing to do at the moment because not everyone's doing that I think it's you know I think um, a lot of people have stepped back I mean like I'm not seeing anywhere near the amount of people I was seeing pre-pandemic and then mm-hmm. I saw a flurry during I think people are just a bit fatigued and a lot bit exhausted and I think people are kind of re-energizing and re-gearing see when I think about content one of the things I do is when I'm out walking I just use uh, like a voice note or something that I can actually just speak it all into and then I just translate it when I get back and I think it comes out in a, in a sort of a more emotive way because I'm speaking it Mm. kind of delaying and talking and blah 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 and when it comes out then on text it is exactly how I would speak and I think it has more of my personality in um Mm -hmm. we do when we do a zoom meeting and we're doing a planning content we link it with the the AI so that it will just read what we're saying and then the team then can translate the copy because I have a lot of clients who say well if we're doing copy and, and we're you know creating it how do we get them then to implement it and kind of get it onto the platforms well I think the easiest thing is say it get it transcribed and and, and then people can put it into emails and things like that I think that's a great way um otter.ai is great yeah. for that isn't it and there's other apps available as well and I think I think a lot of people you know speak to think don't they so some people are much better I've got clients who are really, really articulate, but the minute you get them to write something down, they're like, I hate it. And I'm like, well, why don't you start with video or podcasting yeah. mm-hmm. and get those transcripts and make get someone else to make them into written content to mm-hmm. you know convert them to blogs and emails? 
And then you can chunk that content down. I mean, like, you know, if you've got content now, I would imagine you've probably got 12 weeks worth of stuff that you can reutilize, um, you can take snippets from. I mean, one of the things I'm saying at the moment is I'm a kind of a bit of death to the graphic at the minute because on social media, I think the temptation is is just to create a graphic for everything. And I'm, I'm saying, well, you know, step away from Canva and actually take a photo because... Mm. We kind of need to see these things now. And I think when we think about content, we start thinking about, well, we've got to write the copy. We've got to do the creative side of things. And I think sometimes we overcomplicate it and just take a picture and describe how you're feeling at the moment. And hey, presto, you're you're living an, an authentic life on social media. Sometimes- and I think that's the thing, isn't it? If you have that content plan in place, then when you're inspired on a walk or you've had an amazing yeah. call with your team or a client, you can post on stories or or post like, oh, I've had this amazing light bulb moment and it's, uh, yeah, and that engages people. Yeah. And I think this is it because I think it builds more of a commonality or a feeling of trust with the person. I quite often tell people when I'm having like a challenging time or, a you know, something's just not kind of working or if I'm delaying something or procrastinating, because number one, it's accountability. Um, and number two, people see that you're actually having challenges as well, because I would imagine people are looking at you thinking, oh, my goodness, she's got her content absolutely nailed. She's done all of her Christmas content like totally unachievable you know but the thing is is when you probably share that some of the behind the scenes of that the road absolutely yeah and it's real isn't it it's real like it's real entrepreneur life it's does it doesn't always go smoothly and I think it is and I think people like to hear the whole the whole picture they don't want to just see glossy pictures of glossy kind of photo shoots and glamorous locations they just want to see that you're also grafting like the rest of them you know yeah I mean when we couldn't get venues and things I just said right we'll do it on in my house and people were like really I'm like why not because I've got to do video I've got to do everything so I'm just going to record the whole lot in my house and that's it and actually I think it brings a more human element anyway because people are like oh is that a wine rack in the background or is that is that her dining (laughs) room (laughs) yeah you know and and uh, you know why not because Mm. I suppose people do want to see those things you know to to a degree social media for brands and businesses is is the behind the scenes people want to know what do the people look like what are they doing who are the team who is doing the social media we kind of want to see the the human stuff which kind of brings me to my my last point on on content is that i'm seeing a lot of generic kind of graphic and broadcasters in not uh, using the medium as a channel but an output talking at their audience rather than with and i think yeah. people have gone into this scheduling mode where yeah. i really feel we've lost that personal connection where people are just buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. And it's mm. just a, a one-way conversation. People are not getting, uh, you know, the engagement. What mm. are you seeing in social media and what tips can you give for brands to kind of bring that more human element back in? Yeah, I definitely, I think like you say, it's having real life conversations. I think user-generated content always goes down brilliantly. I think encouraging people to tag people and share, you know, especially if you're a product-based business, but, you know, share product the product that they've bought also talk you know get them to interact with you definitely share pictures onto your stories whatever it is get some level of involvement that isn't like you say just broadcasting to them Mm -hmm. or 
these sort of you start noticing a similar kind of fashion with templates don't you on camera and you're like oh someone's sold a whole load of templates and yes exactly so yeah and I think it is and again it's like what will disrupt the scroll you know what can you do that's different from your competitors what are they doing badly you know go and have a look you know are they missing something are they not sharing something that you think they should be sharing what stories can you tell that you haven't told about your business and the success stories or the benefits of the, the product you've created or service? I think definitely go back to really thinking about the people who are on the receiving end. Yeah, definitely. Your viewers, your listeners. I think uh, one of the most viewed pieces of content at the moment on our academy website, Business Consort, is my About Us page, my story. I actually videoed yeah. my story and just talked it through of how I started my business at 21 and all of the challenges that I hit during that time and, you know, the feast of fam- famine of clients and also the, the pivotal moment of my my business when it kind of then got to the next stage, but mm. the things that I learned along the way. And I think people forget that, that when they go to a website, they actually do want to know where you came from, not just 100%. where you are now. And I think just recording something where you're just talking quite honestly, people have messaged me and got in touch just on the back of that saying, they didn't know this. And I didn't know that, you know, you started your business at 21. Yeah. Crazy. But uh, <laughs> I'm kind of glad I did. I, I yeah. did. But, you know, I look back on and some of the times, you know, it was hard. It really was hard. But I think you that brings your talk, them. you know, a lot of people don't, you know, and and people forget that the about page is one of the most visited pages on a website and that you really should craft your story and again even even if you're telling your story you've still got your ideal client in mind because you're still talking to their pain points and and how you can help them Mm. but yeah I love the idea of of doing a, a video I think that's a great idea definitely now we've just seen a tool that um, one of my clients got me in touch got in touch with me about. It's where you put audio onto a website. So mm-hmm. like under a paragraph, you just click on it and it's got the person kind of talking through, maybe not just like repeating the paragraph, but it's just kind of a direct message to the person. I'm loving this idea. Mm-hmm. And I only saw it the other week. So I'm gonna go test it out on my website because I think oh, definitely. I think voice now is is a big thing with podcasts. We don't always want to watch a video and just no, a quick sound bite just saying you might be thinking here now, blah 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 blah. I just think it's a bit more personal. I, I yeah, kind of really like the idea. And and also going back to that about you mm-hmm. stuff. You know, if you're a journalist, so with my other hat on, like with the PR piece, the first thing someone's going to do is go and check out your website, your blog, your social channels and all of that. So if the storytelling and the writing is on point and and there's a great biography about who you are and what you do and who you help, you're much more likely to get those speaking gigs and and the kind of media that you want as well I think that's so true because I know that when I got my publishing contract with Wiley and um, they got the proposal and they said it was really solid loved it but the the clincher was when they went online and they saw a lot of my videos and me talking and my the, the way I was writing and also the, the fact that I had platforms out there already and had an mm-hmm. audience so I do think that in all walks of life I mean if a client looked at you online they're going to check you out aren't they of course yeah so I think we have to be true and authentic and also consistent across the channels that we are going to be using but we don't have to be on everything now Claire final question are you a TikToker I'm not my children would literally kill me (laughs) yeah I've tried TikTok I broke I broke my uh cherry on TikTok uh, and and tried it out I'm just not sure I'm I am 
there with it yet. I'm not really Instagram either. I'm kind of more LinkedIn. I mean, I, I, I think lots of our clients use all sorts of different channels. So we're okay with them all, but I think it's finding the channel you feel most, most comfortable with. But um, And I think reels, you know, if TikTok's scaring you or you think my kids will kill me to um, really play around with reels, um, mm. know that Instagram um, are doing a massive video focus. It's going to become much more a video based platform. Um, so if you're not using the new features on Instagram, start using them because, you know, they want you to. Um, I don't think anyone's sad that LinkedIn has lost stories, are they? <laughs> I don't even know what was anyone even using those. I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, LinkedIn, you know, I think I love the fact that we can go live on it. I, I think a lot of people still don't know how to. Um, lots of people are not using LinkedIn to its full capacity, which, you know, in one way for me, it's a positive because it's easier to get ahead of your competition and to dominate that that channel for your sector. And it's the only free channel um, at the minute, you know, in terms of engagement and reach that that there is available. If you're using Facebook, let's be honest you've got to be paying to, to get this so is there a final thought or saying that you'd like to leave for our audience today I really do yeah think about the story you know think about what what's unique about you um your business what what you bring to the world and don't be afraid to share it it's we need to hear it we need to hear I mean I'm I know you've got men listening to this as well but I I'm a really big believer in hearing strong female voices at the moment so mm -hmm. strong fe authentic female voices and men and male voices too, please. But Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And just stepping out and, and, and trying things because at the end of the day, I think people worry and panic about what happens on social media. You can test, you know, no one will die. If, if, you, if you did something, you know, on, on social media, number one, going live, people will just celebrate and applaud the fact you're doing that, number one. Exactly. They'll, be, they'll be petrified themselves. Yeah. And once you've done it three times and you do realize that no one's died, um, you, you start to kind of get into your zone a little bit. And like anything, you know, I used to hate public speaking because I remember when I was younger, my boss decided to put me on a presentation I didn't even know. And ever since that minute, I used to just feel the, the anxiety behind it. And then I went on and got best female speaker in 2018. So I just tried to kind of get myself out in micro steps. And when I was realizing I wasn't dying on stage, then, you know, I yeah. kind of got there. But it did take me a, a while to get over that anxiety. So I totally get it if people are a little bit scared of, you know, going live and things like that. But just do baby steps or maybe do an interview or something where you've got someone else to support you on it. That really helps. And um, the other thing I've noticed, it's a lot easier to get LinkedIn lives. So you've got nothing to lose. Go, you know, apply. You know, clients of mine, I've pushed and pushed them. And then they're like, oh, my God, I got it in a I day. <laughs> you know, yeah. so you used to have to, it was quite a lengthy process. But now it seems because they've rolled it out and it's been successful. And like yeah. you say, say, how many people are actually going live? How many people are interviewing their peers and, and generating interest that way? And, you know, like you say, there's a gap in the gap in the content I've got 30,000 connections and I'd honestly say a handful of people that I see all the time that's it so it's up for grabs right so you know yes. get yourself on LinkedIn and let's see now Claire we can all connect with you obviously on LinkedIn is that your key channel or would it be Facebook um yeah you can come and find me on Facebook as well I've got um a community called Cracking Content and I'm at Claire Winter UK on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Oh, brilliant. Well, thank you so much for that. I, honestly, the amount of tips I think people have got from today will be amazing. So if you're listening to Dawn of a New Era, then um, I hope you've enjoyed it. And remember to subscribe so that you can get more episodes. So thanks again, Claire. And we shall see you soon on the Power Circle programme. Yay!
you for listening to Dawn of a New Era podcast and for your free checklist to find out how to boost your business for growth, profit, and success. And join our community. Go to dawnmcgrewer.com.